Hello and welcome to episode 67, part 2 of the Dennis Knows Food podcast. I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and in this episode, we're returning to the conversation we started with Peter and Dustin about how your website becomes your brand. We took the questions received from that episode and turned it into another episode. So if there was more you wanted to know following episode 67, part 1, chances are we might talk about it. Peter and Dustin, why don't you guys introduce yourselves again and let's jump right into it. I'm Peter Anania. I'm the managing partner of Anania Bailey. And uh, I'm, I'm Dustin Bailey. I am the, uh, the other partner and the creative director here at Anania Bailey. And we're a full service branding and advertising firm. Uh, normally based out of Westbrook, we're, we're working up in Yarmouth while we're renovating our office. <laughs> but uh, yeah, based out of Westbrook, love it there. Last time we talked, it was on a webinar about how to use your website to further extend your brand, how your website becomes an extension of your brand. And, and that was put on by the Portland Chamber of Commerce. Um, and we had quite a few attendees on that call, didn't we? Yeah, it was great. And it was really, I, I think, part of why it was so well attended is because I think there, there's a lot of information out there on websites. Um, but there's oftentimes more technical and they're about website design where we're really talking about is how important your website really is as a foundation for your marketing efforts and uh, to really complement and complete your brand, be that place online and talking about, you know, the flexibility of the medium as a website that, that really allows you to have that, that creativity to, to bring your brand to life. I like that. Now uh, I'm pulling this from one of the questions we got, right? Yeah. Uh, are, are you available to provide some consultation prior to folks getting started? Um, but I have a feeling um, that the conversation doesn't necessarily start out with with price and, and here's your website widget. You guys aren't a, a Wix or a Weebly type solution. Yeah. Dustin and I, um, we're really about empowering, um, even if individuals don't um, necessarily have aren't, aren't in a place in the, with their organization to work with us um it's about really em- empowering them to get to the next level and achieve their goals so yeah absolutely um you know just having that first consultation to figure out you know what are your goals uh, and objectives and where are you as an organization and then you know just giving some consultation on you know what's a good idea to get to the next level and the individual that asked this question, it was just, you know, where they were at, they, they didn't have, uh, they weren't ready to make the investment to work with a, an agency uh, like ours. Um, so it was just giving them some feedback on, you know, here's some best practices, you know, you on your, we call, we call the jumbotron, the first, usually the first thing you see on the homepage on your jumbotron, you know, this is a very valuable piece of real estate on your website, just based on the psychology of how people scan websites and it was just, you know, this is a place to have a very concise message about uh, your organization and what differentiates you. And then, you know, really make sure that you have a call to action there to bring the user, okay, what's the next step on the, the journey throughout the website? And at the end of the day, if, if it's a, a project's not a great fit for us, uh, we're going to give advice because then a couple of years down the road, guess what? You're going to grow. And then <laughs> you're going to say, oh, these are the guys that helped me get there. So that was my next question for you because I could see a planting of a seed, right? How long do you see the average 
Wix, Squarespace user spending, uh, you know, investing on that website a couple of years with that, three or four before they come have that agency conversation and move to the next level. And I think it's okay that people start there because there's got to be the right return. You have to know the, you have to see and feel the benefit you get from your digital social marketing, your website in order for you to um, trust yourself enough to invest in it, I guess. I think it's, yeah, I think when we see is when they are ready to start working with an agency or take things to the next level, it's when they're um, starting to grow a team, they're starting to delegate tasks out, um, starting to build momentum, uh, or they're more an established organization. So I think couple year market really depends on the industry. Um, yep. And the and, growth uh, rate. And the growth rate. Yeah. And, and just a, a comment sort of back on, on, uh, on, on like agencies and pricing, I think it's really important too. Um, if, especially if you are ready to, you know, if you're if you're in the market and you're looking to make that jump and to trust a partnership with with a with a proper uh, agency, I think it is good to have those conversations. And you know, there is like kind of like I was we're talking about it right now, right? Is that a website is foundational, but it is all essentially a part of your brand. I think it's good to have that scope of work really well defined in the beginning. It's it's contingent on the agency. It's, it is something that should be uh, aware from the company organization itself. And when there is that kind of leeway of like, well, we might need to, you know, get photography, we might need to get, you know, we, we, you know, there might be additional costs and those kind of things need to be really scoped out early on in the process and kind of to pull from one of our other webinars. when we sat down and talked to, uh, uh, Jacques Santucci uh, from Opus, um, you know, having that idea in the very beginning of, you know, it, you know, a, a proper website, whether, you know, whether you're, you're redoing it or creating the first one is really an exercise in branding. And it, it is, is good to have the idea of the upfront costs and possibilities in the beginning and not to just secularly try to solve one small problem at a time with it. Cause usually what it ends up being, like I said, you start looking at whatever your, you know, the, the website itself, its functionality, and then you see the branding, the messaging, it all starts becoming one whole thing. So um, sort of on the agency side, it's, it's important to exactly have those conversations, really make sure that your scope of work is, is agreed upon between both parties. Cause it, you know, that's, that happens both ways where um, a company can, uh, you know, doesn't anticipate any additional items that could possibly come up for them to make that vision reality. Um, and some agencies, uh, you know, have the, have the challenge of, you know, the client keeps asking for to, to add more and more stuff. And there's only so much to be able, uh, you know, an agency is able to do uh, within the, the scope of work sometimes. So that's sort of, it's, it's a two-way street. I think that's important for, yeah. for business owners to keep it, keep in mind when they're thinking about like, is it time to make that jump? it's much more than just a website. It's a full exercise in branding for people to take a step back and really think about making that full investment as you put it. Yeah. You should have that consultation meeting. And if you don't walk away from that consultation meeting saying, well, the agency, they definitely get what I need. They were able to, to really dissect my goals and, and come up with the exact solution I need. Then it's, if they don't do that, it's, it's probably not the right fit. And there are a lot of other there's a lot of different agencies out there. There are digital marketing agencies or what there are agencies that 
uh, are only focus on like, web or only, or yeah. really have a whole thing in branding. So every, everyone's going to be a little different. Um, and, and I think to just sort of piggyback on that too, also being collaborative because the best product that's going to be made, you know, is not just going to be single-handedly made by, by the agency. It is going to take both the company and the agency to make the best possible product. So, um, that part also, they should feel walking away that they're going to be able to work with them. One of the, the most important things in my mind that gets overlooked when when brand and functionality are the starting point of the conversation is what happens after the structure is built, after the site is engineered, who's in charge of filling it full of goodies. You know, if that conversation isn't had or if that expectation is on the person asking for a website, the, thinking their agency will do all that, that's, that's not going to happen because as good as the agency typically is at understanding your brand and your vision and doing the architecture, they, they can't write your blog post unless you give them all kinds of stuff to work with. They can't um, put the photos of your employees up there because they need you to tell them which employees you want to photograph. And um, so that, that's another part of that two-way street you mentioned, Dustin, is really knowing that once the, the home is built, you as the business are in charge of decorating it, picking out the furniture, updating the stuff every once in a while, you know, and, and, and rolling out the welcome mat for people. Your agency will, will build it for you, but uh, you got to make the magic happen after the fact. Do you, and to that point, do you spend time after a site is built um, educating your customers on how to um, put content in or best practices on content creation? In our process, there's a, there's a training. Uh, the last part of our process is training. Um, so whether that's our team creating a bunch of demos or using the demos that we already have, um, usually that's sort of talked about in the kickoff meeting. Um, you know, commonly, if, let's say it's a, a nonprofit that needs some custom functionality on the back end. Like um, we've had something come up with a um, nonprofit who needed meal vouchers to be printed out as PDFs. Um, and we, you know, part of that was going to say, okay, here's, you know, we're going to build this. I forget what the technology we proposed might've been WooCommerce. We're going to build it on that, but we're also yep. at the end of it. We're going to, we're going to create videos for your team so they can just have them watch them so that they know how to update, um, you know, every facet facet of the website. So, yeah, I think that's, and it's really important. And that's why you know, you were, I was like, we got to have Luke on this webinars because you are such a great example of someone who, uh, as you have used the home analogy, decorates and, 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 and furnishes, uh, the home and, and makes the website really a living and, and breathing asset. So we have people coming back to the site on a regular basis, simply to do product ordering. And if I don't change those visuals, I reduce the likelihood that they're going to explore the site further. And I think when we talked, Peter, I mentioned, um, and I don't spend a lot of time in analytics, just enough to know what's happening. Um, there's not enough time in the day. But I like looking at the path people take through the site. And just from you know years of experience, I know that sometimes, depending on what the site offers, that path can only be a few hops in and then they're out of there. But on my side, I mean, people are going in and out and in and out and in and out. Somebody used the analogy the other day of going down the rabbit hole on our website. And I love that because it was intended to be something that people could freely explore. And the platforms that you choose to use will determine 
your ability to do that creatively with originality, with functionality that nobody else has, or with visual differentiation that other people don't. WordPress is pretty much the backbone of the internet, the the mortar to the internet's facade. It yep. uh, it runs, I don't know what the percentage is now. I thought it was some crazy number, like 80 or 90% of the world's websites. But let's talk a little bit about WordPress and you know Wix at all in the, in the template building world and how, to, to use a specific example, a restaurant or somebody in food service could better differentiate themselves, their brand and their business with a albeit more expensive agency built WordPress website or a DIY Wix website. What, what's the brand impact difference that's going to happen there from, from your perspective? We build off WordPress because it, you know, we can really get in there and modify the code and, and do a lot of great things with it. But we see a lot on Squarespace. Big three, we see are um, Squarespace, WordPress.com. That's sort of the DIY version of, we use a service called WordPress.org, which is like just the open, so- open source, download the software and customize it. And then Wix, we see a lot of too. And I think for restaurants, uh, Dustin's going to have a lot more to say on uh, the branding side of it. But for restaurants, if you're going to do it yourself, websites can be so overwhelming. Uh, keep it simple. Um, really think through uh, what journey you want to bring users through the homepage um, and then how you want to immerse them uh, deeper into detail as they go throughout the website. And then with other hospitality websites we've done um, is like the phone number has to be very clear that the hours has to be very clear. The locations have to be very clear. People don't want to navigate around uh all sorts of different places to find that really simple information. Reservations have to be really, really clear. Um, And menus. (laughs) So as far as working with um, an agency, websites are a very overwhelming process and and they are a branding exercise. Uh, So we're going to have people who specialize in SEO, people who specialize just in copywriting, people who specialize just in branding and messaging, designer, people who specialize in just development. So you get a really polished website that is, is, is really unique and, and represents, uh, your, your restaurant, um, Dustin managing the team. I mean, you can speak certainly more to that. Yes. Um, and, 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 and sort of just to, to sort of take it back to, you know, talking about like your simple solutions versus your agency level solutions, you know, when we're talking about it and we're talking about WordPress as sort of being the crux of if you're going to go one way or the other, Going with an agency and and going with more of the branded path, investing more in that path obviously has its impact because I think one of the biggest challenges for most businesses uh, is, is, you know, especially in the food industry is to really differentiate yourself, really pop out. That can be a very big challenge. People sit down and say, what are we eating today? <laughs> what are we eating tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we, where are we ordering from? Like people want to have it, you know, people want to create that consistency and they want to have that consistency with the brand and they want people to keep coming back and back and back. And that is how, you know, restaurants succeed and expand, which is, you know, uh, something that you need to invest in to make that happen. I think that, you know, when we talked about it in the webinar, you know, we talked about the freedom of what this medium can do. And 
you know, when you go with a WordPress and an agency solution or, you know, or WordPress and a freelancer solution kind of thing like that, you are exercising the maximum amount of freedom to do and express your brand. So I do believe that it, it can be your differentiator to do so. Um, but if you, you know, if, it, if you're just starting out, if it's simple, if it's, you know, you know, you are at that point in your business where you cannot invest in something like that, your simple solutions and, and, and Peter, uh, Peter sort of put it right, is that, you know, you want to keep it simple. You want to keep it highly functional, make it easy for people, never make it hard for you or make it hard for the people that are going to be wanting to choose you. And what I think, you know, doesn't matter whether you have a full, fully custom site or, you know, a, a, a more cookie, uh, cookie cutter solution from a Wix or a Square, um, your branding is still in your hands. Your messaging is still something that you can work on and exercise and make that be your differentiator. Your content can still be easily available for people on any platform. So I think that when we're talking about this, it's making sure, especially in the restaurant industry, keeping things up to date because people go on all the time. You know, people, especially in the last two years, we, we work with a couple of restaurants ourselves and times change. Or you know, or staffing changes. So they have to have a, they have to have an emergency closure. You know, there might be an outbreak. You know, we're still living in this pandemic. So when people are looking to get the most information about a business, it's going to be on you know a food related business. It's going to be on their website. So make it easy. Make it easy to update. Make it easy to find things, and really uh, utilize your 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 messaging and content strategy. That's something you have full control over, something you can uh, make time for, and it doesn't always have to break the bank. There are creative ways to be able to do it and, and to be able to bring people in and keep that being the foundation for your marketing efforts. Um, I think that is universal no matter what you do, because you know a, a great example is that you can invest all that money and all of that time into like that beautiful agency level website, but if nothing ever gets updated on it. You don't have the person at the wheel. They don't, if they don't have a Luke, <laughs> you know, it, you, you've put a lot of money into it. Um, and you don't have, uh, you know, you're, it's not being maximized for what it could be. Mm. So that, that was a really good point. If nobody does anything after it's built and, uh, it's the same three blog posts for eight, 10, 12 months, you know, going, oh, 2002, we're getting ready for our Mother's Day celebration, 2021, whatever, year old. The cheapest website in the world is going to do you a ton of good if you're updating it on a regular basis. If you just have, again, using the restaurant example, logo, phone number, address, menu, and hours, you know, click here to see us on Facebook, click here to follow us on this, click here to order from Eat Street. Um, that will serve you well. And then over time, you can choose to, to add to it. Maybe you publish just to your social platforms for a while. A lot of small restaurants is really all they need is that basic landing page and an active social media account. As long as there is no un like, okay, let's say your website is a garden. As long as your garden is not overgrowing with weeds and shaggy bushes that haven't been trimmed in forever and falling down logs and rotten fences, um, that is my analogy for a, a forgotten website. It's all about how you use the space that you're given. If you just want a landing page, great, just have a landing page. One of the questions we got was, how do I link 
my website to my Facebook and my LinkedIn and my Twitter and get people to go to those. From my point of view, it's the, the best free marketing anybody can do is to have fully populated social media pages um, on the world's most popular platforms that they update on a regular basis because those are feeders out to uh, the internet that are going to pull people back to that website, back to that landing page where they can click and learn more. And I guess last thing on this re uh, website example for restaurants, if you have a restaurant and you don't want a website, at least have that really baller Facebook page and don't hang your hat on the free services like Eat Street that can populate a web presence for you and do your online ordering, but don't really fully extend your brand and your experience to the customer. It's much more of a Eat Street's version of your brand or a whatever services version of your brand, uh, which I think is an important point. I watched, I think I mentioned this to you, your hospitality main event. And yeah, that's great on all, all the organic. And people should go check that out. All, everything you're talking about, organic social media and all the ideas you have. That, I thought that was a great presentation. Sorry, but link, I, link below this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's so much happening with social media. And I, and I think hospitality restaurants are still in a position to still leverage organic social media on Instagram and Facebook mm -hmm. uh, at a minimum. Um, you know, those algorithms are changing, but from what we see within hospitality is you still can have organic reach on Facebook and Instagram because people just love food. They love yeah. their local restaurants. They love the local yeah. people in the restaurants. Um, so I think like across all of our advertising is probably hospitality um, that we see the most organic uh, reach and engagement. So, so I think that's what that's so great about that, that uh, presentation you gave, because it, it's probably one of the best things that restaurants can be doing. And, and I agree, it's, it's really, you know, what size of a restaurant are you and, and who's your target audience? You know, you might just need a very simple website. Um, but if you're a larger restaurant or, you know, um, maybe in a different area with a different uh, target audience, you know, you might want to um, work with an agency. But, you know, no matter what, your social media presence is is going to be a big part of it. Um, if you're a larger restaurant, Peter, um, I would say you definitely want to work with an a multi-chain convenience store, hmm. uh, restaurant, uh, fast casual concept with a couple locations that website is a is a well worth an investment at that point once you go more than one location it's time to move past the freemium website templates because your new consideration now is hiring and as just like consumers have a choice they can go on the internet and make a decision before they even take a step out the door folks looking for a job can now do research into yeah. employers at levels they were never able to do before. Hey, who's the, who's the owner of that company? I'm going to go look him up on LinkedIn. And, you know, do I agree with his views? Hey, are you hiring? I'd like to work for you. Saw your website and boy, that looks fun. And I think to, to the point that's very important for anybody in hospitality or food service uh, that is considering hiring. And in new England here, we're heading into the busy season. Like, if you're not having interviews and you plan on opening up your clam shack on the coast, um, you know, maybe you can run it by yourself, but if you need staff, now's the time to be thinking about using your digital presence to do that. So anyway, 
Maybe yeah. we'll get some of those people that have got a couple locations and are using Wix and Weebly to come talk to you guys. Now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I, and just going back to when you we were talking about, you know, agency versus DIY, I think other thing agency will help you with is, you know, messaging. And we've worked with one restaurant in, in Portland. Um, they don't do well with, with tourists. Um, they don't necessarily want tourists. They're not uh, a, a downtown Portland restaurant. They do well with locals because they are a family restaurant that's been around forever. Yeah. Um, just a, an amazing family. They're celebrities. And, you know, there's been Reddit posts about the owner that have gone viral because oh uh, Dustin, what's that subreddit made me smile. I think. Yeah. Made me smile. Uh, one of the employees posted about, um, basically just the kindness of the, of the owner, um, providing them time and space on the clock to, to like, basically, I think that he was like doing homework and he gave them food and it was just, you know, they're, they're great people and they treat their employees really well. And it got like 51,000 upvotes on, <laughs> on Reddit. It was That's awesome. That's yeah. the power so, of free social marketing right there. Uh, so, Peter, uh, just, does that restaurant float for chance? It does not uh, float. It is not good. Float. Try though. I was, I, was trying, I was trying to see if I could guess which one. It they was. are a, they are a very nice family as well that runs out a restaurant. Yeah. But um, and just the also the user experience. Um, you know, I've gone to so many restaurants or websites, and the, they have a pop up, and it's like I don't want the pop up. I want to make a reservation right now. I don't want to join your email list. Like, but it's a pop up that takes up my whole phone. So just. Agencies can really help uh, with that that user experience yeah. and, and and making sure that that and the, the messaging is correct. Yeah, like if you're That's if a, you're gonna yeah. put the money yeah. into like you know like let's say you know growing the business, adding a new location. If you take the business of of you know you take time to look at your location, to decorate your location, you know you to you know and and do all of these different things. Your website's the same thing. You should treat it with the same level of respect. Like nothing ever makes me feel more disjointed than when I walk into a business or organization, regardless of what type it is, whether it's in food or outside of it. And I walk in and I see the attention to detail they put in, you know, the room, the furniture, the, you know, how people are positioned in there. Like when you see when somebody puts money into doing all of that and then they don't put it into their website, which is arguably easier and cheaper than a renovation <laughs> of a location. Yeah. Um, it always gets me, uh, it, it always gets me uh, uh, like itching and scratching. It makes me feel like, like they, they don't understand how important their brand is. They don't realize that this is a huge piece to it. We we once had a sit down, Peter, it was a very long time ago now, uh, pre-COVID, um, where we were in the lobby of this business. And I saw the attention to detail they put into their work, how they displayed it around the entire lobby for people to see and have an understanding of like their history, who they were, what the important projects that they've worked on in the past. And then they had one of the worst websites we've ever <laughs> had the consultation to to have a conversation about and we tried to get them to understand that you know their brand is so impactful that their online should match them and that's one of our that is one of our biggest you know touch points with almost any project that we work on any any client that we connect with is usually on that is is your online reflecting you know what it, what your offline is because people can have that amazing 
experience person to person, but like you need to try to get some of that translated online and brand is the only branding is that, is that exactly that is bringing that same feel and touch on, onto the online and, and, and having that website is the foundational part to it. I think you nailed it when you said uh, that disjointed experience, right? Let's say you're a fast, casual, family kind of place, but you live in a happening ski town and you do live music on Fridays and Saturdays, but your social presence, your website is just families, it's brunch, it's grandma next to junior, he's eating chicken nuggets, it's great, hey, download our kids menu here, and that's all your website and social really show, and then somebody comes in, hey, let's go get mac and cheese for the kids, and grandma's going to get a V8, we're going to have a nice quiet dinner at this restaurant. But you don't realize it's Friday night and they got the, the blues band coming in and, uh, you know, they put out the buy one, get one free drinks on this other platform. It's, like it's that a bar don't now. Follow. Yeah. <laughs> and that customer is walking through the door thinking, well, what the heck? Um, and that can go the other way, too. So setting those expectations, using those platforms to visually communicate the experience that will be expected and received is very important. Hmm. Absolutely. And. If you attract the wrong people, then you might get some bad reviews from people who are expecting a different experience. Um, so I, I think that's that's huge. Yeah. And and to piggyback off of the social media beforehand, too, I think that's the utmost important as well is, is when you're thinking about doing those anything in social, you have to remember your audience and remember who you're talking to because you don't just as you don't want your website to sort of mislead people that way, you don't want your uh, social media to mislead people that way either. You want to be, you want to have that brand consistency across every effort that you're going to have. Luke, one other note I had from earlier was we've done some websites within hospitality where the clients actually generate a lot of revenue from the merchandise store we created uh, and just the, you know, the gift card functionality. So probably enough to pay for the site. <laughs> after, pay for the site. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's a great consideration and something that you probably, I mean, you could do an online store on a Wix or a Weebly, but to have the yeah. agency conversation where it might not have been a thought in your head before it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, you can make a ton of profit on this one. By the way, we design t-shirts and hats and swag and you, Oh, you don't have a tagline. We do those too. Um, yeah, and that's a huge part of having an agency isn't just like, oh, hey, they're going to build the thing because they're, they're the only ones that know how to do it. No, it's a, it's a nurturing of a vision. It's a furthering of an idea. And if you're, if you're the type of business that's open to new opportunities, <laughs> open to future proofing your brand online, that's a highly worthwhile conversation. And I would imagine, Peter, that there are people that will listen to this that aren't in the place where they can invest in an agency level WordPress site, but maybe they can have a conversation about how to get their brand to a certain place. And maybe they want to spend a little to get their logo redone or to find out how to incorporate their logo better into the work they're doing, or even into the, the physical space of their building. Those are conversations that, that you and Dustin and, and agencies like yourself around the country would be happy to have. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And we're happy to work all across the country as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, uh, yeah, that's right. We, that's, we could be your local agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always liked Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're working with um, some 
uh, with our friends at Opus, uh, some cannabis retailers, uh, some larger ones, one in Michigan, uh, and we're starting one up in New York and we have another client in, in New York and one out in Oregon. So we're very used to working with clients that aren't necessarily in Maine. Peter, I forget, but when, when did you form the agency? Um, 2015 is when we started. It was me for a while. Um, this year we've, we're really grown fast. Like I I think we'll probably double in size this year. Um, we're on track to, we've been on track for a while to do that. Um, so it's, it's a really exciting time and we, we got the team to, to do it. So, um, we're just, you know, glad to be on programs like this where we can help empower people and, and possibly connect with them. I love that stuff. And, and that's probably one of the biggest reasons I do this podcast is just to help because of all industries, in my opinion, food service is the one that talk to anybody, right? 14, 16 hour days. If you're the owner, you know, it, that's, that's what you're looking at on average until you get your team and everything underneath you. Then you've got your order and your labor, the day-to-day shifts and duties. Are you cooking? Are you managing people and, and all that other stuff? So when at the end of that shift, that 14, 16 hours, how exhausted are you? Are you kind of <laughs> make that social media post? Are you taking out the camera during the busy season to catch that uh, great visual opportunity? You know, are you w- going around your establishment looking for opportunities to create video or even thinking about making a video? Those are all the types of things that if I can help anyone come up with an idea that helps them better showcase their business or a platform that lets them better tell their story or encourage them to just talk about their company, the way they do things and their people, because that's really all people care about. Um, then I, I, I feel good at the end of the day when I do that stuff. So, yeah. And I, I can tell that you guys are, are of the same mindset. So it's great to be able to connect and, and share to one for me, the food service industry, but uh, you guys as well. Well, um, you know, I work, I started working at Ananias when I was 13 years old and <laughs> making sandwiches. I worked there uh, for 10 years making sandwiches uh, under my cousin Eddie. So, um, you know, something that uh, I'm very familiar with and, you know, we're the same way. That's why we have our monthly webinars. It's, it's really just to empower people to, to, to grow their, their businesses. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. I want to give you another opportunity to um, any last thoughts that people should keep in mind as they're approaching their digital presence, whether it's a professionally made website or a DIY website. And then if they do have questions, how can they get in touch with you? Um, so you can visit our website, ananiabailey.com. Um, my email is peter at ananiabailey.com. Um, I guess my final thoughts would just be, um, I don't want to go on a huge digression digression about reviews and the importance of, of reviews and not just on Yelp, um, but, you know, really on Google uh, and Facebook as well. You know, that's really driving a lot of local search. So um, we're anyone, any local service provider, anyone in the hospitality, we're always encouraging them to get as many high quality reviews as possible and respond to them, whether positive or negative. That's, you know, another piece of the puzzle, but um, that's, I guess. That's a great, one, that's one a great tip. That's a premium <laughs> tip right there. Yeah. No, I was going to yeah. say, that's a good, good, good uh, takeaway. Uh, my uh, 
my part, I think, uh, if I had to leave anybody with, uh, with like my key takeaway is that it doesn't matter whether you're going, you know, whether you're going big or you're going small or you're expanding or you are just looking at your budget and trying to figure out what to, what is the best thing to do for your business. You know, you can always have control of your brand consistency. You can always have control over your content strategy and those two I, you know, are probably the best things that people can kind of keep in mind when they are looking to invest in, in a website and to try to provide the experience that they, you know, they, everyone in the food service industry wants to provide people with not just good food, but the experience and your online presence should feel exactly the same way. And you should approach it the same exact way. Well, That's going to do it for this episode of the Dennis Knows Food Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Labrie. I'd like to thank Peter and Dustin for joining me again on the podcast. And I'd like to remind you, if you need more news, information, products, and resources for your food service business, check us out online at www.dennisexpress.com.